Hello and welcome to the Professional Reflexology Podcast. I'm Olivia Hart. I'm a reflexologist, a tutor and a part of the PR team. This podcast is all about reflexology and some of the wonderfully inspirational people that have shaped it into what it is today, as well as guests who love the therapy and share with us their own special takes to help encourage and uplift the next generation of reflexologists. This short series is all about business building and today I am joined by the lovely Katie Page, a reflexologist who, after a life-altering business trip to Phuket, changed her life and wrote a best-selling book about her amazing experience and the effect it had on her and her business. Since returning, she has created Finding My Feet, a fabulous membership programme for reflexologists wanting support for their business. If you have ever been stuck in a rut, needed inspiration or wanted to know how to turn things around, then this is going to be essential listening. Katie was lovely to chat to and offers so much. I hope you agree that this episode is very uplifting and inspiring. Just before we get going, for those of you here for the first time, Professional Reflexology is a UK-based membership and education organisation passionate about spreading the word of this wonderful therapy. We are excited to say we have just released our membership to our friends overseas, so you can now enjoy the benefits of being a Professional Reflexology member wherever you are in the world. To find out more about what we do, please visit www.professionalreflexology.org. So hello, Katie. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. And thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're so welcome. We always kind of begin these things with talking about what it is that made you become a reflexologist and why this is the path that you decided to go down. So I think maybe if we start with that, if that's okay with you. Absolutely. So way back when I was 32, I caught chicken pox and I had post-viral syndrome. And I was really, really struggling with this and I didn't quite know what to do with myself. Um, post-viral syndrome, ME, you get brain fog and you don't know where to go. Yeah. Somebody suggested to me going to a reflexologist and duly told, I duly noted and I duly went. And Mm. um, I found a lovely reflexologist in Buckingham and she really, really helped me. And I'm a little bit inquisitive. So when something started to hurt, I was like, where are you? What are you doing? How are you doing it? Yes. Yeah. So kind of nosiness took over, doesn't it? So I, yeah, absolutely. I was like, right, okay, let's, let's sort this out. So I went and saw her regularly every week because I was absolutely out on my feet and she really, really helped me. Mm. And she openly encouraged me to go and train. But at the time I was working in London, I had a lovely job, worked hard, played hard. Chicken pox did get in the way. Yes, I can imagine. (laughs) I kind of put it on a back burner and then I went and saw a tarot card reader. Oh, wow. And regardless to what you think about tarot card readers, and I was the biggest, um, oh, what's the word? Skeptic? Yeah, big style skeptic. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just going to be a waste of money. And one of the things that came out of it, she says, I see you working with feet. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, really? Do you? 
yes, I see you opening your own business. And I was like, all right, okay, thanks very much. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, yeah, all right then. (laughs) Absolutely, I kind of poo-pooed it. And I never really thought about it again until I had changed my job and I was working in Lutterworth and I was driving back through Weedon and Mm. I saw Wendy and Martin's poster at the displaced crossroads in Weedon saying, train to be a reflexologist here. And it was before the days of mobile phones per se, and definitely not when you had photographs to take on phones. And Mm. I had to wait until I was at the front of the queue on a red light with a pen and paper so that I could jot the number down. And... um, The rest they kind of say is history. So Mm. I phoned up and asked for an application form and a lady on the other end of the phone went, oh, my dear, you can't have an application form until we've interviewed you. (laughs) And I was like... I recognise that. (laughs) I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, Okay, then, can I have an interview then, please? (laughs) And I love Wendy to bits. She's an absolutely amazing teacher, tutor. And I was just like, okay, thank you. (laughs) A little bit in awe of this lady down the phone. Yes, yeah. (laughs) You know, that's how it all came about. And, you know, she let me have an application form and I duly filled it in. And I started in the August. Oh, wow. Fantastic. And you obviously enjoyed your training and carried it forward and things like that. Absolutely loved my training and met some wonderful people on the way. And yes, I've been qualified now since 2005. So it's quite a while ago. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So as you know, we are doing a kind of business uh, series with our Professional Reflexology podcast. And you are here today to talk about fantastic tools, which lots of schools touch on but maybe don't go too much into such as kind of the the power of manifestation and gratitude and especially journaling because I know that that's a big part of what you do um and I don't think that we can talk about that without talking about your experience in Fouquet's and of course your book which I have been reading which is fabulous so uh can you tell us a little bit more about that how it changed you how it changed your business and all that stuff Of course. So I had been a reflexologist for a number of years and I just thought being a reflexologist was about having a full diary. Yes. And it's it's not. Mm. We can work all the hours God sends. We will get exhausted. We will not manage our own self-care. We will put everyone else before ourselves. But at some stage, you will have a complete income ceiling. You will be exhausted and kind of fall out of love with reflexology. Absolutely. Because that is all you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You're living to work. Yeah. Absolutely. So I went through a couple of personal issues with my husband not being well. I got made redundant because I never did reflexology 100% until Mm. three years ago. And I absolutely adore reflexology. And I was like, why am I not loving what I'm doing? Yeah, I love giving to people. I love sharing my knowledge. And I was really, really struggling as to why I wasn't enjoying it anymore. And Mm. that really, really 
kind of upset me. Yeah. And also imagine that that was a little bit scary because you'd kind of taken the plunge of doing it full time and all of a sudden it's a bit like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not enjoying this. I imagine that was quite daunting. Very much so, especially after, I, I mean, I'll openly admit, my husband had stage four cancer before we knew he had cancer. So oh my goodness. We, we kind of had a reality check. He is mm. okay now and he's perfectly okay and he's back at work, et cetera, et cetera. So from that point of view, yeah, good. It, it was all okay. But the problem for me was when he went back to work, I was then sat with my own thoughts mm. and I didn't know where to turn and what to do. So I had been following a couple of ladies on Facebook and on Instagram, business mentors, business coaches. And one of these ladies I really connected with. Um, she started a program about self-care and I absolutely embraced it. She then invited me to go on a business retreat to forget 10 days in Thailand focusing on my business, not being in my business. Yeah, taking yourself completely away from it so that you can see clearly. <laughs> very much so, very much so. And it is amazing what that did. But at the time, I didn't like, I was told I didn't like flying and I mm. possibly didn't. I was told, what do I want to do that for? I was told, why do you need to go that far? And there were a number of obstacles that were put in my way, not by one person, not by one couple, but probably more myself. Yes. Yeah. But my husband said, Katie, just go. Something was working out because the cost of going to Thailand was exactly the same amount of money to the penny. No <laughs> way. That I had <gasps> left in my redundancy money from the year before. Oh my goodness, that's great. I mean, if that's not a sign, I don't know what it is. Absolutely. So what, what was I dithering about? I didn't know what to expect, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got on a plane on my own. I met up with four other like-minded ladies at various stages on the plane and in different airports and then other planes because you can't, uh, we couldn't get a direct flight. So we had to go to Dubai and people were coming in from Gatwick, people were coming in from Heathrow. And we mm. all met in Dubai airport and it was amazing. Oh, how lovely. Were they reflexologists as well or were they different, no, running no. different businesses? So one was a beautician doing beauty and massage and was training to be a reflexologist, but she decided not to continue that route after the, um, the retreat. And mm. then the other two were osteopaths. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's nice. A bit of a variation then of So you have a wider, a wider experience of business, not yeah, just being definitely. reflexologists. So that was really good. And then we went. We had a day in Thailand on our own, which we explored as much of Thailand as we could explore in a day, which was actually a heck of a lot. And then mm. we started the retreat on the Monday. And I found that journaling and writing down my thoughts was a massive, massive game changer. Yeah. I could get a plain piece of paper in my book and I could write and write and write. And it would start off nice and neat and between the lines. And then as I got more animated, it got bigger and bigger and more scribbly. Yes. Yeah. More messy. and Absolutely. But it was an absolute brain dump. 
Yeah, yeah. And that's what I needed to do. And I did this every day and I still do it most days. I probably do it every other day at the moment. It creates my to-do list. It creates what I want to do and where I want to go. And I think I must have taken shares out in notebooks because I have so many. (laughs) They all have little notes on the front as to when they were and what I was doing. Oh, that's such a good idea, actually. So you can kind of track it. Mm, Absolutely. Mm. So you know where your thoughts are and you know who you're working with. And I suppose you get to learn more about yourself, don't you? Because you're asking yourself questions that you maybe wouldn't be asking if you were, you know, making breakfast or driving to work or, or doing all of those kind of day-to-day things that we don't we just don't give ourselves time to sit and think do we we don't and the thing that I found out was my journaling was my honest truth yes yeah there wasn't Katie who is a wife it wasn't Katie Mm. who is an auntie it wasn't Katie that that, who was a reflexologist it was just pure 100% Katie yes yeah definitely Katie and her dreams Katie and her visions and they were vast. And even though I went to Phuket, what, three years ago this October, I am now realising my dreams and my thoughts mm. and my visions from three years ago. And it's taken that kind of consistent practice to bring those to light, I suppose. Absolutely. It, it, it really is a case of visualising it, breathing it, thinking it, getting those footsteps to take the next stage, getting another footprint to make another bit of your journey. And mm. people might say it's a bit of a cliche, me saying footsteps and footprints, but, <laughs> yeah. it, but it is. It's like stepping yeah. stones to get where you really want to get to. But you have your reality on the left and you have your vision on the right. And in between, you make all those stepping stones so that you can get from A to B. Yeah, definitely. Um, And it's just an amazing thing when you start to achieve what you've envisaged prior to. And when you get it, you go, oh, my God, what have I done? I've just achieved what I really wanted to do three years ago. It's like, oh, get the bubbly out. (laughs) So how would you say that journaling has, what impact has it had on your business? journaling that I have been doing has absolutely turned my business around. It really has helped me focus on what I want to achieve when I want to achieve it by. Because once you do a journal, a daily journal, a weekly journal, whichever you want to do, because some people won't have the time to do these things, you then make a to-do list from it. And then from that to-do list, you like, what three things out of that to-do list do I need to do today? Mm. And then you date the rest as to when you need to do them by to, to achieve your goal. And it, it's down to you, actually, when you want to achieve those by and if you really, really want to achieve them. Yeah. It's interesting. Have you seen the Oprah interview with Jim Carrey? I don't think I have. So he 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 manifested basically. He was like really skint. He was living in LA, and he wrote himself a check for a million dollars. And he said he used to go and drive to one of the studios, and he would sit there and he'd hold this check and he'd like picture it and dream it and think it. 
And then his contract for Dumb and Dumber came through and it was for $1 million. And it was like, you know, within a year or whatever. And Oprah was like, you know, it's so inspiring. But, you know, you had to work to get there. And he was like, well, yeah, you can't just think all this stuff and then just like go and eat a sandwich. You know, <laughs> you have to actually, you have to actually do the work to get there. But it just helps you to decide how you get there. Yeah. And I always, I always think of that when I think of like vision boards and manifestation. And, and you know, I do think that there is a little bit of confusion sometimes that people think that that's all you need to do and it's like no 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 you actually need to put all the all the groundwork in to make those things a reality they're just they're tools in order to help you to get there really aren't they definitely 100% and that's why I say if you have something on side A and something on side B and then you get those stepping stones on how you're going to get there of course you're going to get the curveballs on the way yes yeah but curveballs make you learn and make you a stronger person Mm. and curveballs on a positive note make you stronger yeah yeah definitely so if there is somebody that's listening that wants to start journaling in order to kind of help their business and improve their business what tips would you give them you know I think one of the things that people worry about with things like journaling is that they're going to do it wrong I think that there's a real kind of thing there about like oh but I don't really know what to do I don't know how to start what would you say would be like the starting point you know what tips would you give that person I would go and buy a brand new notebook because come on ladies we all love a new notebook don't yes, we yes absolutely um, <laughs> and a new pen <laughs> absolutely and a lovely pen that you really enjoy writing with and just write out your inner thoughts you can put the book away in a cupboard you can put it away in a drawer so nobody else reads it that's your prerogative yeah um or you can leave it out if you want someone else to read it it's it's down to you but just that first journal, write everything about your business that is in your head, where you want to see it, what you want to do with it, how you want to change it. You know, just put everything, a great big brain dump, mm. just everything there. But I would also start with another one about how do you see, dear Katie, how are you today? Mm. And write about that and then write out another one probably the next day saying, dear future Katie, how are you? Yes. And how you can then compare the two because that's your first A and B and then your stepping stones of how you're going to get to B is that first journey that you need to do. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. And we you kind of touched on not everyone's going to have time to do these things. How do you fit journaling into your day? How have you found that it works? Do you wanting to know all my secrets today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, yes, um, I make sure I get up an hour earlier than anyone else in the house so that I have an hour of quiet time before anyone else is up so I can just sit and I can read or I can sit in silence or I can meditate or I can journal. Yeah. And these are all the things that I practice and teach my audience that are these things are important and you have to have all sorts of different elements to make things right for you. Yeah. And it's it's gonna be slightly different for everybody, isn't it? Definitely. Um, you know, you might say in the afternoon, you know, maybe the kids are at school and maybe you've got a gap between your clients. Mm. And instead of going and preparing dinner or putting the washing on, just sit down for half an hour and journal what's in your brain. 
Mm. You know, just get it out there. Because if you actually put it out on paper, it is more of a reality of ha- than having it swimming around in your head. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it makes it a lot more realistic, doesn't it? Definitely. And by, you know, earlier we said everyone loves a new notebook and a pen. Buy some highlighters too, because you can just highlight your top tips and your little thoughts within your journaling with a highlighter. And you said, right, I'll take the pink highlighter bit today. I'll take the green highlighter bit next week. I'll take the yellow highlighter bit for the end of the month. Yes. Yeah. Colour coding. Yeah. I like that There's idea. There's a top tip. Yeah. I, I love a bit of colour coding. My my paper diary is, has got like six colours on every page because I have a different list for all my different <laughs> areas of life and work and things like that. So Colour coding's cool. Yeah. It's very useful. Um, so in your book, you talk a lot about self-care and self-love. Do you know why that though, Olivia? Why is that? Because I didn't do it myself. I didn't love myself and I didn't value myself. And that's why I think it's so important. Yes. And that was that is exactly what I was going to say. How much, how important do you think that is in terms of when we talk about building our business and, and working how we want to work? You know, how much of a part do you think that plays? And it's obviously rather a large one, isn't it? To me, it is a massive part. From my own personal experience, self-love, self-appreciation, celebrating my wins, even though they might might be tiny, but to me they're massive. It's not about earning X amount of money in a week. It could be that I've had two new clients. That is a celebration. Yeah, absolutely. It might be that I've sold X amount of books, but it might also be that I've sold X amount of products. Mm. Small wins are just as important to celebrate as big wins. Yeah. Loving yourself is paramount to making yourself feel good and to make your business tick. Because if you're happy with yourself, you are happier with your clients. You're not putting on that happy front. Mm. And clients see that it's a front. Yeah, they can feel it, can't they? Absolutely. If you're happy with yourself and you have that self-love, you are giving 10 times better treatments yes because you're you're sharing that love with your clients yeah don't you think as well what you were saying about right at the very beginning when you were saying about kind of getting really burnt out with reflexology and almost not really enjoying it as much as you think you should don't you think that that's always such a sign of needing a break as well being like i actually need to take some time for myself because I'm just giving so much to everybody else at the moment. Yeah, there's only so much you can give of anything, isn't Mm. there, at the end of the day? Yeah. And if you're running on empty, you're giving on empty and that's when you become poorly. Yeah. And like you say, it's when your clients notice as well. I recently had a very long period of time without a break. And I think that you do wind down as well. If you know you've got like a week off, you kind of start to wind down. And my clients, they were like, are you okay?" And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. (laughs) I'm absolutely fine. And, you know, I looked fine. I was acting fine, but I was really not fine. And they feed off it. And actually, it becomes not that enjoyable for them, doesn't it, really? Because they're not getting everything that they could be getting from that treatment absolutely and their intuition once they get to know you is there yes and you know you're giving it yeah yeah a hundred percent yeah and then you feel like it's not fair and then you feel bad oh gosh it's yeah it's quite a cycle actually it is it definitely is but all the work I did on myself for 10 days so 
we worked, but we had downtime. Yes. We actually went inside ourselves and we really did think about ourselves first. And the first couple of days was actually writing down and thinking about ourselves and where we wanted to be. That wasn't business wise, that was personally wise, mm. you know, personal. Yes. Yeah. And that's why it was so, so important to be honest. And I know now that Katie that went to Thailand never came back. Yeah. Yeah. And when you put it like that, it's so powerful, isn't it? That you you literally felt like a different person. But I suppose rather than being a different person, you were a more authentic you, weren't you? Yeah, I was more honest with myself. I mean, my husband said, oh, my God, where's my wife gone? Oh, no <laughs> but I quite like the new yeah. wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so he felt he had a new wife because I just came back absolutely energized, bursting with ideas. Yes, I'm going to do this, this, this and this. And I have done a lot of it to the point where I'm actually going on a retreat again next month. Oh, how exciting. Not in Thailand. We're going down to West Sussex, but it will be just as exciting because we'll be mapping out more stuff for the future. Oh, how lovely. Where do you find out about your retreats? Is it the lady that you uh, kind of connected with on Facebook? Is it still that lady? No, I've had a couple of different coaches then. I do think with coaches and mentors that sometimes you need to change yes. and grow. And I might well go back to those ladies in, in the future. Mm. But at the moment, I'm in a period of growth and I need somebody to kind of make me more accountable and as you grow, you need different needs at different times. Yes. Yeah. So maybe one coach will do A and another coach will do B and another coach will do C and you go A, B, C. But then when you feel that you just need to settle down and bed in, you might need some nurturing. So you know from the coaches that you've had, which one will help you nurture what you have. Mm. And you will know then which coach you find to then help you grow again. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And how do you decide on a coach? Would you say it's completely your intuition? You know, do you just feel drawn to one person over another? I feel it's intuition. Um, mm. You probably watch them. Mm. You see how they interact with people. You see if you like their style, if you like their ways of working. Some might be very work, work orientated. Some might be work fun orientated. And you know which way is your way of learning. You know, some people learn by reading books. Some people learn by having fun and thinking, oh, I've just learned that, but I've had fun doing it. So it doesn't feel like work. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I go with my gut instinct. Mm. I've had three coaches in the last two years. Well, oh, three wow. years. Oh, fantastic. But all give me different things. Yeah. And all have kind of different tools and ideas and tips, I suppose, don't they? So you kind of get such a broader outlook on things and how to do them. Definitely. Everyone does their own things their own way. Everyone has their own ways of working and you need to find your own ways of working. But sometimes you just need little pointers to say, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Oh, actually, I quite like working like this. So I'll work with this lady a little bit yes. longer. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we have touched on self-care and self-love. How do you introduce <laughs> self-care into your day-to-day, -day, into your week? What What is your version of that? So I run a programme called Saver to Do a Jig and people might think that's a bit odd, but 
there's eight elements, eight footsteps, whichever way you want to look at it. Yes. And I always do a daily jig, which is journaling intentions and gratitude. Oh, I see jig. Yep. <laughs> Took yeah. me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> So J for journaling, I for intentions, G for gratitude. And I always do my journaling. I write intentions from my journaling and I do gratitude probably twice a day, usually once in the morning, once in the Mm. evening. So it's a daily jig. Savour, I believe you should do every day, but you don't have Mm. to. So savour is silence, affirmations, visualisations, exercise, and reading. Okay. Yeah. And you can do two or three or you can do the whole lot. And probably twice a year, Mm. I run weekly sessions so that we can drill down. So I give the pointers of what to do and my audience then have time during that day to do all the actions. So silence could be a meditation. It could be breathing. Yeah. Whatever. Affirmations, they get positive affirmation depending on the group if it's all reflexologists it will probably be a bit reflexology footsteps footprints based visualizations it could be anything even down to the one martin taught me when i very first became a reflexologist which one was that so he taught us um about seeing new clients come through your front door yeah so you visualize your front door and you visualize somebody that you've never ever met coming and ringing the doorbell and saying please can i have a reflexology treatment it's amazing to try and do and it's amazing when it works and it does work because i regularly do that one and i regularly teach my membership about that one too so you know visualizations can be anything if you're feeling that your audience is very stressed you can do a visualization about water and about the clarity of water Mm. so it's exercise well if you'd have told me three years ago that i would be walking five to seven miles a day i'd have told you to (laughs) off that is amazing because it just wouldn't have worked it just wouldn't have worked and i had one coach who said katie just go out for 10 minutes i said but it's raining and she says we'll get a coach on yeah get out and walk for 10 minutes and i used to go out daily walking especially in lockdown i walked from land's end to john o'groats virtually in lockdown oh my goodness wow um so what was it 780 odd miles in 145 days but i had the time to do it i don't have time to walk at least seven miles every day yes yeah at the moment (laughs) yeah but it's all good things and i do advocate that you get out for at least 10 minutes every day if it's raining take an umbrella put your wellies on whatever if it's lovely sunshine pop your sunscreen on and take your water with Mm. you but to get outside for 10 minutes every day just do it it's great it does you the world of good doesn't it absolutely and then reading we all learn from reading and i'm not talking trashy novels and i'm not talking anything other than reading something motivating Mm. positive other business owners write books all the time and they share their knowledge you won't resonate with the whole book You may do, but you might not. But there'll be one or two pieces of information within that book that really do resonate with you. And you can go, yes, I can adopt that into my business. Yes, definitely. So reading other people's business books Mm. is a good thing to do. Yeah. And I suppose it's, it's the people that are kind of where you want to be or the people that have kind of been before you. You want to emulate to, you know, success is down to the individual. Success for you might be completely different to me, mightn't it? 
And, you know, you just want to look at what the people are doing that you want to be doing have done and take on their advice and take on their information because at the end of the day, it worked, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. It worked for them. Yeah. But we are all unique and we are all individuals. But, you know, I might learn something from one person that won't help yes. another yeah, exactly. person. Yeah. And we have to retain our uniqueness because that's what our clients like. And what would your main piece of advice be for someone that is having a dither or a wobble, as you put it in your book, <laughs> in regards to their business and themselves? What would be your top tip? Um, reach out to your fellow reflexologists. Reach out to your school where you learnt. Reach out to a mentor. But talking openly about it and how you actually feel is just key to everything, mm. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, absolutely. All the other thing is to write it all down and do a, a pros and cons list but talking to other like-minded reflexologists is always a very very good way of doing things. I think it's always surprising how many other people feel the way you feel as well isn't it more often than not you know. Oh absolutely absolutely and I think we all have peaks and troughs don't we we don't have the perfect life they might like to portray it but come on no one has the perfect mm, life yeah, 24-7 the perfect business 24-7. I was just about to say all businesses have peaks and troughs as well, don't they? Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, you, you surf the curve, you enjoy the dips and you learn from them, you celebrate the highs. So I wanted to talk about your eight days of mindset and positivity. So can you tell us a bit about that? And if anyone is really interested, how they can go about becoming involved? So my eight days of mindset and positivity go about the saver to do a jig. So you have your eight letters, um, save a jig. Oh, okay. Yes. So we kind of touched on it prior to. Um, I'm going to be running a Saver to Do a Jig week. It really is going to focus reflexologists' minds when kids have gone back to school. Everyone will have been exhausted by coming back to work or kids going back to school. Everyone has got different emotions and feelings about what is actually happening in September. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. So this is all about that self-love, that self-appreciation. And if you really pushed it, you could do Saver to Do a Jig in an hour. So all I'm asking is for an hour every day for eight days so that you can really, really focus your mind on you. Self-love, self-appreciation, exercise, reading, growing your business, because that's, at the end of the day, that's what we're all here for. Oh, I love the sound of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I'm doing it for £10 this time. Lovely. So if people are interested, is that just a message over to you on an email or something like that? I mean, obviously in the show notes, we will put all your info anyway, <laughs> but... No, they can find me on a Facebook group called Finding My Feet. There's a couple of questions that they have to answer before they are let in, just purely to... Um, make sure that they are reflexologists and you know it's it's about working together and finding a niche that they can work towards so that they can appreciate themselves oh that sounds really good I really am passionate about reflexologists finding themselves and loving themselves so that they a can grow their business and b help their clients a little bit more yeah fantastic and I've got to say I really think that that comes across when while we've been talking so you also have a new book out <laughs> 
I do. So could you tell us a bit about that as well? Because that sounds really good. So I have a planner out at the moment. So it's called the Reflexology Planner. The reason why I did it is that I was so fed up personally of having a notebook with this in, notebook with that in. Mm. And from a reflexologist's point of view, I felt I needed all this information in one place and I could not find a book or a financial book or a business book that gave me everything that I wanted. So I bit mm. the bullet and I did one myself. Amazing. So I Say Phuket was lockdown one project. Lockdown three project was the reflexology planner. So it's here for people to plan their weekly content, to keep track of their business, their reflexology business and their personal self-care, to see their business development all in one place because sometimes you have it in one book, sometimes you have it in another book. It helps you get more visible because you're doing like the canopy of content creation and, you know, ensure that you practice what you preach to your clients as a reflexologist. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've got written down actually is that we need to take our own advice, don't we, which is often easier said than done. Definitely. Um we can say all sorts of things and we just kind of go whoops, don't do that myself. Yeah. <laughs> but it sounds like the journal would really kind of keep everything in place and keep you on track. Definitely. Um you've got weekly checks, you've got monthly checks, you've got quarterly checks. It is a 6-month planner, not a whole year. Yes. And the reason why it's not a whole year is it would be an absolute tombstone if I'd have done a whole year. Yeah. Yeah. So I I've can imagine. done it in two six month chunks. There'll be another one coming out late December, early January. And I was telling my audience that they all they have to do is save £2.50 a month for the next six months and they'll have paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. But as this one's green and matte, the other one is going to be pink and shiny and glossy. I can't, I can ooze about this planner all day because you've got social media starting points and growth. You've got client growth. You've got a footstep challenge where we've got feet saying, are you doing enough of your social stuff? Are you doing a lot of your self-care stuff? Are you celebrating your wins? You know, how many new clients do you want to see? There's affirmations. There's what you must achieve or what you really want to achieve this week. How are you going to celebrate if you if you do achieve what you need to do? Mm. Where are you posting your social media posts? Where is your niche? What are your hashtags? What canopy are you using? What content are you then using on the back of your canopy? Self-care checks. What are you grateful for? What are you going to celebrate this week? What was your unexpected win this week? What is your self one self-care non-negotiable? There's room in there to journal. There's room in there to put your notes there's even a habit tracker so that you can keep track of your habits. So not good, could do better, improving, okay, comfortable, easy, good, excellent, whoa, goal. And you just colour it in yes. as to where you feel you are each week. Oh, it sounds absolutely amazing. And then you get your quarterly checks and your half year checks. And then in the next one, you'll have annual checks. Oh, that sounds brilliant. 
I think that that sounds like such a, an amazing tool for anyone that feels the thought of kind of stepping in and setting goals and getting into the mindset and embracing self-love. And if all of that sounds a little bit overwhelming, then that planner sounds perfect because it's just all in one place and it's got all the prompts there ready to go. Yeah. And it's down to you how much of it you actually want to do. Um, you don't have to do it all every week. You can pick and choose what you want to do. And I've just been blown away by the comments. I mean, I've had some ladies put some amazing reviews on Amazon for me. Oh, lovely. It's been selling around the world. Even this morning, I had a lady from New Zealand say, just message me, say, just to let you know, I've bought a copy of your planner. Oh, how fantastic. Um, I had a lady um, put some posts up from Lithuania and she bought a copy and it's going in the UK, it's going in Canada, it's going in America. So it's a truly international number one bestseller. Wow. So I'm really, really chuffed that it achieved that status. Um, I've got a business buddy called Sarah and she said, Katie, you never, ever wanted to be a number one bestseller. You just wanted to write it to help other reflexologists. Yes. And she said, you really said to me you weren't chasing it. And I said, do you know what? I wasn't chasing it. It just happens. Yes. Yeah. But to hit a number one bestseller in three different categories on Amazon is huge. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Sarah and I are going to celebrate that one when we meet up next week for yes. the first time. <laughs> good, good. Well, congratulations on it. And like I say, we will put all the links to everything in the show notes and things like that. So the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about was your mentoring. So how can people go about starting that ball rolling? I have got a free group on Facebook called Finding My Feet. And from that, I have a small membership at the moment called The Footlings. Oh, I love that. <laughs> we do some work every day, every week. And from that, we are able to grow and nurture those clients so that that audience of reflexologists can then nurture their personal clients. Mm. They get everything that Katie knows, really. I'm launching the full membership in October. It'll be open to a wider audience and more people will be able to work with me that way. I have a couple of webinars and masterclasses. One's called Canopy of Content and the other is Let's Get Social, which is a 12-week social media get-together and work out what people need. And I'm giving them my advice on their businesses so that they can change or enhance their social media to be able to get a, a larger audience. Fab. I also do some one-to-one -one work. I also do some small group work. It's all on my website. And I, I just love doing one-to-one -one work. It's just amazing. But my Finding My Feet footlings are just fabulous. I've worked with a beta group of six ladies over the last three or four months. And we're really setting up that membership on, on how it's going to work and what has worked and what hasn't worked, what they want more of. Guest speakers, um, training sessions. It's just going to be amazing. And I cannot wait to start the footings. Sounds fab. You know, you never know. I might ask you to come in and do a slot for me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh well, it would be a pleasure. Or I could ask Martin or Wendy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they'd love that. They'd love that. Oh, that sounds absolutely fantastic. So what are your social media handles? My website is www.katiepage.co.uk. 
Facebook page is Katie Page, but I speak more in my group than my page. So mm-hmm. my group is Finding My Feet. My Instagram is Katie Page Reflexology. So they're the, they're the three places that you catch me on most. Perfect. Oh, that's lovely. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for coming onto the podcast today. I think that so much of what you said is going to be so helpful and useful. And I know that I can personally recommend your first book, which is called I Say Phuket, I'm Doing It, <laughs> which I love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you so much. It has been an absolute pleasure to chat to you. It's been a great fun doing this. I really enjoy it. Thank you so much for inviting me to do it. Oh, you're so welcome. It's been good fun. Thank you so much again to Katie for taking time out to come onto the Professional Reflexology podcast. It was an absolute pleasure to chat to Katie and learn about the ways in which she helps her fellow therapists. We think you'll agree her story is very uplifting. All of the links we mentioned in this episode have been posted to www.professionalreflexology.org forward slash podcasts that's where you'll also find all of our social media tags we regularly post on facebook and instagram so do give us a follow on those thanks so much for joining us and as always we would love to hear your feedback comments and suggestions if you have enjoyed this episode please be sure to rate us and leave a review we'll be back very soon with another special guest